continuing to use the guidelines. We have four of them so far. Pause. No experience. You know, we'll, we'll offer a particular invitation to contemplate. And, and we pause. We look internally to see deeply what 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 does this touch for me what what arises we pause we relax we allow the experience releasing any tension that is easily relaxable and allow what's there maybe it's pleasant maybe it's unpleasant maybe it's something we like you know but it's just like this right now we open, um, knowing that maybe that particular experience isn't all of it. There's more we can open internally to all of our experience and, and open externally. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Once again, you know, at the beginning we, we spoke of, you know, this body, this room. Here we are. We open. And we trust emergence. We trust that whatever is arising right now soon will be different. This particular moment, Susan isn't here. But each (coughs) moment is impermanent. Every single moment, much faster than that, things change. And here she is. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's like this. The whole configuration, everything is different. And it's like this, it's like this, it's like this. On macro levels and just at the tiniest moment, all the little cells in my body are doing the same thing. I forget how many times a second. A lot. Impermanence. Things are changing. So whatever it is that's arising right now, you know, it's okay. It's just like this now. And soon it will be like that. So we, we practice with these guidelines, really inquiring into our own experience, looking to see what's true. And part of the inquiring into what's true as we do um, dialogue practice is looking to see what wants to be spoken. And again, remember at the beginning we said sometimes what's true doesn't want to be spoken. I'll just know that it's true, but it, it doesn't, for whatever reasons, doesn't need to be spoken. Okay. Other times, what's true, at maybe at the other extreme, is there's something that's true, and I have to say it. I have to say it like right now, and I have to say it like really aggressively. <laughs> I personally have never had that experience. You've <laughs> <laughs> read about it in a book. I read about it in a book. <laughs> <laughs> you do a very good job. Yes. Wow. I practice. <laughs> and so we can notice that, too, you know. That. Um, and so the invitation 
is, and sometimes we'll fall in one place and sometimes we'll fall in another and, and that's fine. Sometimes we'll actually fall in the place of um, not speaking, not because it doesn't want to be spoken, but because it's, you know, it's just hard to bring myself forward and offer it. Okay. And maybe we'll not speak and maybe we'll kind of move ourselves into speaking. Okay. We're just exploring. We're just playing with it. And sometimes, you know, I get carried away and it's just like, uh, you know, I'm going to roll here. And then I see it. Okay. Okay. We can pause every single moment. We can pause, relax, come back. Yeah, Brian. So, so is there sort of a strategy of analyzing our agendas for speaking, or do we just skip that part and go with the feeling tones? Um, and I, 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 the word analyzing gets, I mean, but I understand what you're saying because we all do that. Um, I think <coughs> looking more deeply, because the analyzing, um, Brian Wilson writes this wonderful book on perception, and he says that what we are conscious of in our conceptual minds, which is to say pretty much all the time that we're operating in the world, is the equivalent of a little snowball on top of a glacier. So if we're analyzing, we're probably in the little snowball. You know, all the things we kind of know about speaking or not speaking. Do I speak too much? Do I speak too little? What should I do? What would be good for the group? I shouldn't speak because it won't be good for the group, or I should speak because, you know, I mean, you know. So we, we look in our meditation. That's, that's a really good question because it's like we're meditating, so we're looking to see more deeply into the glacier, if you will, you know, what how am I being moved here? Am I being moved to notice that something is arising and it is not to be spoken? Hmm? This isn't a good place. It's not a good time. It's not safe. Whatever. Whatever. Or is what arising something that wants to be spoken and it's okay and I could explore how that is? Or is it that, you know, what's arising is this sort of, you know, Desperation to kind of whack everybody else out of the way. So it's not des- necessarily using the word why. It's just kind of feeling into that yeah. from that investigation yeah. place right. without yeah. so much. That's right. The and, and that's the meditation practice. I mean, isn't that what we do yeah. when we're sitting on our cushion? Is we're just we're, we're looking to make awareness, so that the awareness is knowing experience. You know, how many times have we sat on our cushion and been kind of desperate for the bell to ring, <laughs> you know, or to leap out of the room, you know, and we sort of say, okay, let me be with us. You know, just let me be with us. Other times, you know, our knee hurts and we move, you know, so we look to see what's needed. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Nice question. Thank you. So we're still meditating. We're still inquiring into the practice of meditating together. And you've noticed that the meditation together just gives us this like spaciousness. That's really awesome sometimes, isn't it? You know, wow. I see things that I wouldn't see otherwise. How cool is that? You know. 
So for this practice, there will once again be separate speakers, a, a separate speaker and, a, and separate listeners. And um, the form of it is going to be different, though. Um, bear with me here. Hopefully this will make sense as, we, as I give you all the pieces of it. If you are sitting with a contemplation and you feel moved to speak, we'll invite you to move to one of the chairs in the center. And just mm-hmm. bear with me. Hang in there. Hang in there. Don't panic yet. <laughs> Wait a moment before you panic. You'll move to, and, and then you'll wait for there to be a, a, a listener. And there might be, you know, two people. There might be four people. There won't be more than four because there's only four chairs. So if you move to speak, if something, you know, it, it, uh, you know, feels like okay, I want to, I want to say something about this. Then fine. And there's somebody at the door. Who's that? It's Bill. Oh, okay. Okay. He's trying to come in very quietly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ruining everything. Welcome, Bill. Come on in. So there might be four people at a time who are moved to speak. And then when you're finished, and you might be finished after you say one thing, you might be moved to, let me just hang out here a little bit and maybe contemplate with these other people, whatever is arising. So whenever that is, you're paying attention internally. Whenever you are moved to leave the circle, you get up and leave. You go back to your spa- you say, you know, your own space. Except if we stole your chair. <laughs> <laughs> what? Except if we had stolen your chair. What do you mean? Yeah, oh. There's a couple of chairs. Oh, there. right. <laughs> then you go back to somebody else's place. <laughs> okay. So you're really paying attention, you know, and... You know, some people might stay for several pieces of dialogue. Other people might say one thing and then leave. There might be someone who comes and sits and is alone for a bit. Okay, there's no listener. And so here's the exception of, you know, I said we're all listeners. We're, We're just all here listening. And the exception would be, there's someone who's sitting and there's no listener and um, it might be someone might be moved to offer that gift of I don't really have anything to say you don't have to say that but you know I don't have anything to say but I want to offer the gift of making of being a listener there's somebody alone who has something to say so you would then then you would move into the circle and you would simply be the listener and when it was clear that you didn't need to do that anymore you know, impermanence, things change, then you would leave. Okay? So it's it just, you know, fluid, we're going to be moving, it's going to be changing. And you can see how the mind isn't going to be, you know, it's like, okay, you know, what do I do? And what am I, am I going to go in the circle? Am I not going to go in the circle? And how's it going? You don't know. You don't know. And there might be people who never move to the, the center of the circle. 
And if nobody ever moves to the center of the circle, then we'll have a lovely time of meditating. <laughs> I'm, ser- I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. Yeah, Marcia. No, one speaker at a time, right? Well, you know, let's say there. Let's say, you know, I offer the contemplation, and you know, one by one, four different people decide to come into the center of the circle. Then you would, just as you do with your speaking and listening when you're in partners, when we say there's no, you know, there's no separate speaker or listener, that doesn't mean you're you're both talking at once. You know, it means you're feeling your way into whose turn is it to speak. Okay? So you're just really paying attention. And two of you might start at the same time, just as you do in your pairs, and you'd go, oh, oh, wait a minute, you, you, you go first. And if you go first, it may completely change because of trust emergence and impermanence, it may completely change my experience and what I thought I was going to say. Okay? Rima? I was just going to confirm, and my question was a confirmation. Um, So let's say there's four people and somebody has said what they needed to say, then, and maybe everybody's, quiet, but these are people that wanted to speak with just in theory. Mm-hmm. Then since we're all listeners, then the you know, as you're moved to leave the circle, you just Right. You know, you like I might want to just say my thing and I might want to go sit down again. That's and, right. And I and it won't feel like I'm abandoning That's right. Even if there's just one person Even if there's just one person. Okay. Right. Right. We are not responsible for other people. I just needed to Thank you. Them. That's a great question. Because we don't have, you know, we're just, we're trusting there's a whole community of us to take care of one another. Okay? So, right, even if there's just one person, you know, I, you know, I, I need to, it's like, it's like the pause, you know, it's like, I, I need to pause here. That if I were to stay here, I would be gritting my teeth. In really trying hard to look like I'm listening, but actually I hope you talk really quick. <laughs> I just really don't want to be here at all. <laughs> you know, and that's not really presence, you know. That's, you know, so the gift that you're offering there is real, genuine presence. Huh? That at the moment, my genuine presence says I cannot genuinely be present with you and so I'm not going to fake it you know and at the same time completely respectful of your need to speak and trusting that the universe in this case the universe of the beings here in this room will, will, will navigate that I am not single handedly responsible for everything working right you're not well, you are. <laughs> I thought that was your job. <laughs> Actually, little sidebar. <laughs> it is true, isn't it? You know, you put on ropes. You know, you put on ropes. Is it, I mean, she knows way more about everything than we do, don't you think? <laughs> don't you think? You know? 
you just put on robes and it's so amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it is truly amazing. I should do that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. That would be, you know, a really nice 
conclusion for us to do together this morning that would take just a piece, a little thread, out of Anna's talk last night and out of the whole dependent imagination to, you know, to kind of give us a, a little way of, of trying to understand and, and work with just a piece of it. So, so, you know, just settle in as you listen to the invitation. Just kind of really, again, you know, as Brian was pointing us to, really, you know, so this is not about our conceptual minds, but really kind of feeling into just simply what's true. Just what's true, that's all. So the Sutta says, um, focuses of the grasping mind. Focuses of the grasping mind. How this grasping mind tends to organize itself in focus. And one of them is identification with the body and its wants. The things that the body wants. I want to not have cactus spines in my hand. I want a cup of coffee. I want to sleep tonight. Perfectly wonderful, happy, totally <coughs> fine once, of course. Of course. The Buddha directs us to notice the grasping mind, however, when this want, this desire, this simple desire, nice cup of coffee, turns into I want You know, that, that the wanting turns into that place where I will knock you out of the way if you get between me and the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those things, you know? I'm awake in the middle of the night. I'm getting old, I'm trouble sleeping. I'm awake in the middle of the night, you know, and I want to sleep. Of course, of course. And then, you know, I want to sleep so badly. That my mind gets all agitated. That I, you know, and then I'm caught in dukkha. I'm caught in suffering. It's a focus of the grasping mind. These places where the desire, the simple desire, for body pleasure, senses, I want what's pleasant. I don't want what isn't becomes grasping. So the invitation is what do you notice? You know, I've given you a couple examples of the wanting mind with respect to body senses. A cup of coffee. My sleeping. I just used Farmer's washroom and I walked past her table. And there was a urn of hot water. And I just watched the moon fall. Oh, 
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.